discuss the show Supernatural, where we discuss the <laughs> show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me, as always... This is wife, Penny. I don't know why all of a sudden... <laughs> I know, it's like Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. It's Never start, heard of that show. It's starting to sound like... Uh, that, who's that guy? The James Bond guy. Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. He did kind of talk like that, didn't he? Yeah, he was... He was very, <laughs> everything he said sounded very wet. <laughs> so, uh, holidays are nearly upon us. Are you excited? Um, since, no. I don't really, as you know, I don't celebrate them. So, no, I, I'd be glad to have it over with because, you know, the news about the pandemic. I'm like, oh, it won't be hot. People aren't supposed to travel for Christmas, but everyone's traveling. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, like ugh, just be done with it. Okay. There's my rant for the day. <laughs> so this is season four, episode 18, The Monster at the End of This Book. Yes. There's no recap, just a cold open on a comic book store. The boys walk in. They're dressed up as Agents Young and Deshaw. What band's that from? Young and Deshaw. Uh, ACDC? I don't know. That'd be my guess. <laughs> uh, they ask about uh, if they heard any sounds in the walls or any cold spots. And, uh, you know, basically demon hunting questions. And the clerk asks if the, if these guys, if they're LARPing, which is live action role playing, because they, uh, they, they fit the characters out of uh, one of his books that he's read. Total, the book hardly sold any, but somehow this guy has actually, the clerk here has read it. And uh, it's a book called Supernatural. It's a whole series. And it's about Sam and Dean. They have a underground cult following. The boys are very interested in this book that sounds exactly like them. Uh, it walks over, and in the bargain bin, what do you know? They've got a copy of this book that didn't sell anything. <laughs> uh, and shows them the cover, and it's got Fabio on there. Yeah. I was... It's like, you know, it's some sort of artistic rendering of Supernatural. It's the same Supernatural font for the text. But, yeah, then it's like a spooky house with Fabio and some other guy. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, is that supposed to be Sam or was that supposed to be Dean <laughs> with the long blonde hair? But either way. Oh, yeah, and I looked at IMDb. DeYoung and Shaw. Styx is the band they're from, not ACDC. Oh, yeah. So my bad. That makes sense. All right. Well, thanks for uh, looking that up because I look like a dumbass too, just <laughs> agreeing with you. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> just assumed you were right um sam then is like we'll need all the copies of supernatural thank you <laughs> so then this small comic book store that has <laughs> that sells none of these books uh well it's the stinger graphic is then it's the beginning of the episode but then we see they're at the hotel and yeah this comic book store that for this book that hardly sold anything it looks like Dean's sitting in front of the entire series. He's got like 20 books in front of him. Yeah, he does have quite a few books in front of him, and he's sitting there reading. Uh, uh, Dean says that these books know all about them, all, all their details. He's, he's even got a full frontal nudity scene in it that he said was accurately depicted. <laughs> uh, the book started in 05, 2005, and it goes through when Dean went to hell, and then they end. 
They uh, go over. Dean gets on Sam's computer and wants to read the internet comments. And all of this whole thing of them like reading negative comments about themselves, it reminds me of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes. <laughs> when uh, Jay and Silent Bob go and read the internet reviews of them. <laughs> that Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, Sam, though, like, lets them know that there's some incest scenes in these books. No, 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 no. no. Something, what happened? What was that exactly? Fan fiction. Um, there, there are fans Oh, that the fan fiction has incest. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Not the Not books. Not the books. Okay. I was kind of wondering about that. Yeah. Well, because they some say, you know, there's Dean girls or Sam girls, then there's Slash girls, and they're like, what? Slash girl? And Sam's like, as in Sam slash Dean. Christine looks disgusted and says, well, they know we're brothers, right? And Sam's like, yep. <coughs> but still, there it is. Okay. Uh, well, they want to meet with the author. So I, they go over, and I thought they were talking to the author at first, but they're not. My notes, though, I have they talking to the author acting as reporters. Was she the publisher of him? Yeah, she was the publisher. Okay, that makes sense then. Uh She's really excited about a news uh, article being wrote, and it would revive the series, and they could sell more books. And Dean makes it very clear he does not want that. That's not his intention. The girl goes on and on and on about what her favorite stories out of these books were. Uh, then she uh, stops and asks if they're really legit. You know, you guys real, you know your stuff. She doesn't want to get clowned by an article wrote by a couple of wiseacres. So she starts to quiz them about the info in the books to prove that they're fans. She asks a bunch of, like, random questions. Are any of those of interest? Well, just she asked what, uh, oh, gosh, um, May 2nd, I don't remember, was. And Sam goes, that's, my, that's Sam's birthday. And then Dean pipes up what his birthday is and um, things like that. And then she asks, like, what's his favorite band? And it was a tie. So... You know, eventually it turns into trick questions. <laughs> and then they even show her that they've got a tattoo exactly in the same place where in the books they have tattoos, I'm assuming. And she's like, oh, I've got one, too. And she bends over and shows the tattoo on her butt. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just read, looking for some notes. But, yeah, I have a journalist tattoo to prove they are fans. She shows that she's a tattoo. But you're right. She didn't want to give the name of the author because of the fact that... Um, he was using a pen name. He was using the name Carver Edlund as the author of the books, but they knew that was a pen name. But until she was sure that they were diehard fans and weren't going to make fun of all the situation, she wasn't about to give him the name, but then she eventually does. Yep. She uh, introduces him to Chuck and warns, don't piss him off. Mm -hmm. uh, we see... We see a writer sitting there at a computer typing, and he's typing out, they approach the door, do they want to go in, blah, blah, blah. And, but he's basically explaining what's happening outside of his own house because we see the boys pull up and have the same, like, pensive looks and stuff that he's describing inside. Uh, boys go up and ring the doorbell and ask for Chuck. The boys say that they're Sam and Dean, and he's been writing about him. He closes the door and says, beat it. Dean pushes his way into the house and asks how he's doing it. Like Dean is pretty upset. Chuck is scared and asks if this is a misery thing, which is pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> Sam and Dean show, then they go outside and Sam and Dean show him the trunk where they've got all their weapons and their fake IDs and their cash and everything. 
And they keep asking him how he does it. And Chuck just keeps denying he knows anything about it and just says, I wrote it. And uh, basically, there's massive confusion right now, and there's no explanation as to how this is happening. That this Chuck guy writes books, and it seems to be their life. Yeah, he says he just gets visions of some sort, so he doesn't really know. Up to this point, he just thought he was writing about fictional characters. He had no idea. They go back inside the house, and Chuck proclaims, well, it's obvious, I'm a god. I write things <laughs> down, and they happen. Uh, but then Chuck gets all sad when he starts to think about all the things that he's done to these guys, and he's even like the bugs go ship to be forced to live bad writing. I'm so sorry. And the Bugs reference there was really funny because, I mean, that episode stands out to me as just a dumb episode. Yes, that uh, that one and Red Sky at Morning, which had the ghost ship in it, were the at that point the two least favorite episodes of the entire series. And then Chuck makes a bunch of references to Vonnegut. Do you know what that those references were? Yes. Let me look up the trivia. Okay. Well, I gotta find it. Yeah, they called it something Vonnegut, something Vonnegut. No, okay. it's a different Vonnegut. Okay, here it is. When Chuck says his latest book is weird, Sam asks, weird how? And Chuck replies, Vonnegut weird. This is a reference to author Kurt Vonnegut, who wrote several famous books that were considered weird by some. Probably his best-known novel is Slaughterhouse-Five. When Chuck says his book is Kilgore Trout weird... He is referring to a fictional character that appears in several of Vonnegut's novels. Trout was an author, and many considered him an alter ego of Vonnegut, so in a very Vonnegut included himself in his novels, just like Chuck has included himself in the Supernatural novels. And there you have it. Wow, that's a deep cut. I mean, how many people know that reference that's watching it? The writer of Slaughterhouse-Five? I had never heard of it before. All right, well... Next we see Sam and Dean in a very interesting location. We don't normally see them doing daily tasks, but they're at the laundromat. And uh, Dean is like sitting on the table reading the uh, pages, the last pages that Chuck has wrote. And Sam is doing exactly what he's reading during this time, including like being pissed off and angry looks. So it's pretty funny. Uh, We go back and we see that Chuck is taking a nap and he's having flashbacks and he wakes up. Well, I put that he was having visions. So I think that's how he gets them is in his sleep. He has these visions and then he writes them down and it happens to be exactly what happens to Sam and Dean. Yeah, I guess they're not flashbacks. They're flash forward. So that would be a vision. Yeah. Uh, what, oh, I'm sorry. And what Dan was talking about in the laundromat, Dean says, I'm sitting in a laundromat reading about myself, sitting in a laundromat reading about myself. My head hurts. Uh, so, yeah, he was very accurate with what he was reading or what Chuck was writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boys are back with Chuck, and Chuck report, lets them know that he wrote another chapter and that Lilith is in it, and she's coming for Sam tonight. He wrote that Sam and Lilith are going to have fiery passion, and they're like, hey, wait, what? It's like a little kid. and like, oh, no, she's a dental hygienist now. She's, she's a good-looking lady. Don't worry. Uh, Dean asks how he does what he does, and... Chuck says, look, I have a bad headache. I tried taking aspirin, but that doesn't work. I basically just drink until I fall asleep. I have dreams, and then it all flows out of me when I wake up. Mm -hmm. 
Driving away from Chuck's house, Sam is reading and uh, talks to Dean. He's reading what's going to happen tonight and is talking to Dean about some of the details. One of them is that, like, the the car is not going to have a rear windshield. It's going to have a tarp over it. Also, Dean is going to have some flower band-aids on his face that he picks off after getting hit by a van. Uh, it's It just sounds like a bunch of craziness, and they just don't understand how... The one that really stands out is why is Dean going to be wearing flower band-aids? Yeah, because Sam's like, man, you just usually use duct tape and a bar rag to, <laughs> to patch yourself up. I, I can't see you have, having a flower band-aids or anything on you. Yeah, and Dean's like, look, the details might be off, but the results are going to be the same. We got to, you know, Dean's really into taking this seriously. Like, he's freaked out by it. Where Sam seems really, like, nonchalant about the whole thing. Well, I think Sam's more like, if Lilith is coming for me, bring it on and let me deal with her because he's thinking that he might be strong enough now to, to take care of her. Yeah, I guess he's not afraid of her where Dean is afraid of her. Right, because, well, and as we was demonstrated last time Lilith tried to do anything to Sam, she couldn't. I mean, she tried to kill him, and she couldn't. So Sam really doesn't have a lot to worry about, whereas Dean does. She could do horrible and terrible things to Dean if she wanted to. Well, in a horrible twist of fate, as they're trying to escape town, just to get the hell away from it, I think, uh, they get stopped at a bridge. The bridge is out, and there's no other way out of town. I'd like to know, like, where is this place? It didn't look like they were on an island. So where is this mysterious town that's only connected by one road? You know, roads normally go through towns. They don't end at a town. Right. That's why that never made sense. Yes, they could have headed out the other side of town. What are the chances that that road yeah, would have been? exactly. Roads and, go through <laughs> towns. And that was one of the goofs in here. Is like, there is no town on this planet, unless it is on an island, where there's only one way in and one way out. So. Yeah. That's. I mean, they could have just done a quick scene, too, and just shown them, like, okay, get turned around at one bridge, and then, like, all right, we'll just head the other way. Then have the other way be something else. Right. You know, uh, they could have made made it a little bit more Truman Show-like, where, you know, bridges washed out on one side, but then there's, like, a forest fire on the other side. <laughs> right, right. I, I think that would have been more interesting. Instead of just leaving me, like, just throw the other direction, guys. Instead of, nor- instead of going north, head south. Instead of West, head east. Right, exactly. <laughs> it was a crazy scene that made I absolutely the, no sense. This is such a big. This is such a big detail that it, stuff like that just sucks me right out of the episode. When there's such a massive logic hole. Yeah. <laughs> and it literally would have just taken like they could have just shown two seconds of them talking to someone and put burning fire sound in the background. Just. Put someone in a ranger costume, stand them right in the exact same damn place, put the sound of a burning fire, and just have them quickly explain, sorry guys, there's a fire up ahead, can't go through. Yeah, that would have been that would have been just, better than just it. telling us, well, this is the only way in and out, dude, so you're screwed, you got to stay in town for the night. So it takes you, does that take you out? Because then I'm just sitting there scratching my head now pissed. No, because it's fiction <laughs> I, I have a very hard time with fictional characters <laughs> this <As> Jay said. <laughs> oh no that wasn't jay that was holden yeah 2j uh and jay and silent bob strike back if you're wondering what i'm referencing <laughs> okay uh let me get back to my details this stupid town with one road uh <laughs> so they go back to a bar in town 
And uh, Dean's got this all figured out. They figure as long as they don't follow the book, it can't happen. So in the way, so in the book, it said like Dean's gonna in, find a cheeseburger, a bacon cheeseburger, delicious. So when the waitress comes order over, Dean orders a tofu burger instead. Now the book also says that they're gonna get into a fight, so they're like, "Well, that's easy. We just don't fight." Uh, so Sam starts bringing this. Uh, up though as an opportunity to catch Lilith Dean doesn't like this at all and now they're quickly fighting <laughs> yeah um, Sam thought this was a good thing because he's like we know where and when she'll be we can be ready for her and Dean's like no so yeah it was first, literally one sentence after they said we're not gonna fight they were fighting yes but when they st when Dean looked like he's gonna start fighting he quickly like calmed down and expressed his displeasure in not such an argumentative way yeah, by but grunting right. and tipping your head forward. <laughs> but you're right. It was still they were still not agreeing. Hence, it was a fight. Uh, Dean gets delivered his burger, takes a bite in, thinks it's delicious. It's like man, you could tell he wants to move over to be a tofu eater right now. Oh, the waitress comes back. He's given a bacon cheeseburger by mistake. <laughs> like you could just see that coming a mile away. Yeah, you could because you know Dean is gonna know. Difference between a veggie or a tofu burger and a regular burger. If he'd have ordered, you know, one of the what's that fake meat now? The impossible. If he'd have ordered an impossible burger and he had that reaction, totally understandable. But you order a tofu burger with that reaction, nah. Even a mushroom burger with that reaction, yes. You get a, one of those big porcini's. Is that what they're called? Portobello. Port Portobello mushrooms. And you season and grill that up, and then you know serve it with a bunch of stuff, just like a regular beef hamburger. Oh, that's so delicious. Those are pretty good, too. Oh, they're good. Well, they didn't have Impossible Burgers uh, no, they back didn't. in 2009 when this aired. No, that is a modern invention. Um, let's see, where am I at? In my, uh, so Dean pulls up to the hotel. They pull into the hotel. They go into the hotel room, and uh, he starts putting out hex bags to protect Sam. And uh, says that Sam is basically going to sit in this room alone and not research or touch anything. He gives him the orders just to sit here and watch porn for the night. <laughs> it's like no studying, watch porn. Kind of like the opposite of what a, uh, you normally tell your kid. Of course, Sam's not Dean's kid, but. Well, the opposite of definitely what I think what Sam spends his free time doing. In right. In the hotel room alone. Exactly. Um, it's, he even takes his laptop and uh, leaves and. Sam asks, like, hey, what are you going to do? And, like, well, the book says I'm going to drive around all day. So my plan is I'm going to go park. So uh, Dean leaves the hotel. He parks the car. He starts walking away. And then someone instantly starts breaking into his car behind him. Yeah. And I'm, I was like, wow. What, what, why is there instantly a burglar on your car the moment you stop and get out and start crossing the street? Well, there were two or three of them, so maybe they thought even if the owner s saw them, because clearly he was still out just across the street, they could have overpowered him, not knowing that Dean probably uh, had a gun. It seemed like a brazen hit in it, broad daylight. <laughs> it totally was. Yeah, it was broad daylight, too. Uh, and then Dean turns around and he's like, hey. And then he gets hit by a van. <laughs> Back at the hotel, hotel, Sam seemingly has called up Chuck and had him come on over. Sam wants uh, wants to know how he does what he does. 
And uh, but he also Sam wants to know if Chuck knows about him and his demon blood situation. Chuck said that uh, yeah, I know all about it, but it's not in the books because it would make you a very unsympathetic character. Because even you know sucking blood is wrong, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Sam though, like he pretty much blows him off and he's, like figures, hey, if it stops Lilith, it uh, it can't be all that bad. And Chuck stops him and is like, isn't that Dean's job? That's what the angels say, is that Dean's going to stop the apocalypse, not you. Your little blood-sucking plans. <laughs> uh, Chuck, though, doesn't have much insight as to why Sam is addicted to demon blood. Chuck just says that the story does seem to all be though, heading to where everything will eventually rest on Sam's shoulders. Right. We go back to Dean picking himself up off the ground after a recent brazen hit of a, on his car and on his body. And he gets up and at first he's like, oh, stars, which was something that the book said. Yeah, he said the, I think the line in the book was, even though the accident wasn't that bad, Dean woke up seeing stars. Well, the lady that was standing over him happened to have star earrings on. That's where he was seeing stars. Uh, yeah, okay. I missed that. I thought he bumped his head and was seeing stars. No. Uh, he gets up and then the lady apologizes like, oh, she's going through a, a hospital phase or a doctor's phase or something like that. And it shows his the other side of his face. So we've just seen uh, the right half so far. But, and the other half of his face has got like three flower band-aids <laughs> on it. Um, he wanders over to the Impala and the rear window is smashed in. And next we see Dean peeling off, driving away down the road with a clear tarp in the back window. So everything that was wrote about is coming true, even though they, Dean was trying to do opposite day. Dean shows up at Chuck, and now Dean is very upset with Chuck because everything he writes comes true. Dean grabs Chuck like he's about ready to punch him in the gob, and <laughs> Cass shows up. Commercial. Uh, Chuck knows that it's Cass, recognizes him right away. And uh, Cass, though, says that he's to be protected. Chuck is a prophet of the Lord. And Cass is, just keeps talking about it, how he's a conduit for the Lord. Dean's like, wait, what, this guy? <laughs> um, Cass is like, yep, someday these books will be known as the Winchester Gospels. Yes, as he's thumbing through some of the supernatural books that Chuck had in his, his house. Dean wants to know why Chuck. Cass doesn't know why Chuck. Dean wants to know how to stop it. And Cass like, hey, once it's been written, it can't be unwritten. Dean notices that the uh, hex bags are gone in the uh, hotel room. Well, you forgot to mention that he, after this, he left and went back to the hotel room where Sam was. So Dean leaves, goes back to the hotel where <laughs> Sam was, and notices that the hex bags are gone. Dean explains that to Sam that Chuck is a prophet and is been writing books about them someday there'll be a gospel about them sam doesn't want to leave and dean is annoyed with sam using his powers and having no explanation yet again their old fight about dean thinking sam's covering something up which he is all the blood sucking right well and then and that's point um dean says that Cass told me what you did to alistair and so he kind of thinks that if Sam keeps on this path that he's going to go dark side, as he calls it. 
He's going to become like Darth Vader all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Dean asks again if Sam is coming to try and split town. Sam says no. And Dean then throws his bags down and goes to buy a soda pop. <laughs> At the soda machine, Dean starts praying and Cass shows up. He's like, hey, prayer, good sign of faith. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> nice start. <laughs> <laughs> we all got to start somewhere. Uh, Dean asks Cass for help in getting out of this pickle tonight. And Cass is like, I can't help. Dean is pissed at Cass and God for not being able to help and says, fine, don't help me. Don't come back to me when you need help. And Cass uh, kind of gives him a wink and a nod here and says, I can't help because remember, you can't threaten a prophet. If you do, an archangel will come and destroy said threat. Savvy? <laughs> Yeah. He didn't say savvy, but that was pretty much at the end. Like, he gave a wink and a nod. Like, I just told you. And that's the, why the key I. To this puzzle. <laughs> right. Emphasizing that's why I can't do anything. But now that Dean has that knowledge, Dean could do whatever he wanted. Yeah. So finally, Cass seems to be coming around and <laughs> being of some sort of help and not just a cryptic board. Uh,. Dean goes to Chuck and tells him, hey, buddy, you're a prophet. You got an archangel with you. Come with me. We're going to go fight Lilith at the hotel. And Chuck clearly doesn't want to go, so Dean threatens to shoot him if he doesn't. <laughs> Back at the hotel. Well, and then Chuck makes the comment, wait a minute. I thought that I was protected by an archangel. And, and Dean's like, well, we'll see which one has the quicker draw. <laughs> well, and the archangel didn't throw up then because he's not actually a threat. Right. Dean's just buffaloing him. Dean isn't going to shoot that guy. No, he's not. So he wasn't a real threat. That's why the Archangel didn't come It's then. Archangel, not Archangel. Are you sure? Yes, it's Archangel. Not Archangel? No. No. But what about your arch nemesis? That's different. It's not arch nemesis. No, it's not. It's Archangel. Are you sure about this? How do they pronounce it on the show? How do they spell it? I know how it's spelled. It's spelled with a C-H, but how is it pronounced? How do they pronounce it on the show? Archangel. Mm. Okay. Dictionary.com time. All right. Well, well, you look that up. Uh, back at the hotel, uh, Sam gets a knock on the door. He opens it up. Someone ding-dong ditched him, but he closed the door, turns around, and Lilith got in the room. I guess she, I don't know how she slipped in, but. Because she's in a corporeal body. So how'd she get by him when he opened up the door? That is a good question. It's not like their corporeal bodies can uh, walk through walls or anything like that. Yeah, she must have like dove between his legs or something. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Uh, <coughs> little though, she wanders over, lifts up the rug, knows that there's a demon trap. She breaks it. Says, oh, you got to try harder, Sam. Sam puts, us up, puts up his hand and tries his Jedi uh, mind powers to uh, throw her around and crush her, like did with Alistar, but it doesn't work. And Lilith admits, look, I can't use my powers in you either, Sam. We have a stalemate. Uh, Lilith says, though, hey, but Sam, you can stop the apocalypse if you agree to my terms. Sam wants to know what she wants, and she says she wants it just like the good old days, with all these angels fussing around. Lilith says, just Sam and Dean just need your heads on sticks. <laughs> uh, you know, sacrifice yourself to save six billion people. 
Uh, Lilith says that, you know, she's like, you know, that you make this contract and I have to follow through with it. And then so Sam thinks about it for about three seconds, like, oh, all right, I'm good. I guess if we save everyone else, we'll sacrifice ourselves. Well, the Winchesters are a very self-sacrificing bunch. Oh, Jesus. Sam, you're a pushover. <laughs> uh, Lilith says, hey, look, though, this contract is going to take a lot more than just a kiss to seal so she wanders over to the bed uh sam walks over to the bed and just as they're gonna start making out heavy hot and heavy horizontal style sam pulls a knife out from under the bed and my phone rings sam pulls a knife out under the bed goes to stab her just at that point dean and chuck they break in and chuck says i'm the prophet chuck this point the light of room fills with white light and the Lilith demon smokes out of the body and takes off. And the dental hygienist's corporeal body drops to the floor. I think she's dead. I think she, uh, no. Um, I, th <laughs> I can't tell you why. Um, so, yeah, because of the fact that at least Dean was smart in this, knowing that if he brought Chuck to the motel room with Lilith there, that the archangel would come and protect Chuck. So, um, yeah, the room starts shaking, the light and everything, and... Little smokes out just in time. Yeah. So it really was like a stalemate, and then she just split. They just they just broke them up for a little while. It didn't solve <laughs> or move anything along. Sam and Dean are driving away from town in the rain. I guess they got the bridge fixed. Uh, and Dean is asking Sam details about this supposed deal that she uh, proposed. Dean asks Sam if he considered it. And Sam says, nope, she was scared and running, and uh, she's right about one thing. She's not going to survive the apocalypse. Yes, and he thought that she would try to wheeze, even though she said, once I make a deal, it's a deal. He also thought that she would try to find some way to get out of it. Yeah, of course. She's a demon. <laughs> and demons lie. Next, we, in, a, in the ending of the show that doesn't feature Sam and Dean... This is odd. Normally, it's those two in the final scene, you know, with Bobby or something like that. Right. Uh, but in this final uh, scene, we see Chuck is sleeping, and Zachariah comes and visits him and asks, did you see it? Chuck wants to, uh, he saw something in his visions, and he wants to go warn Sam and Dean. But Zachariah said he's going to have to stop him. Can't do that. <clears throat> so whatever this information is is so distraught Chuck that Chuck wants to go kill himself and Zachariah's like well that's pointless because I'm just going to bring you right back to life <laughs> and Chuck's like what am I supposed to do and Zachariah's like ah, same as always right yeah, and that's the end of the episode Yep, just keep on writing so pretty fun episode um, <clears throat> I mean now we got this Chuck guy that can write that knows everything. He's a prophet. So I'm going to assume that he's going to become a big character later in the series. Um, seems like does, someone they would call in on once in a while. Chuck does have staying power, yes. Uh, that Zachariah guy, I don't like him whatsoever. He's just as mysterious and as the demons in their plots. Um, yeah, you don't get a good feeling with Zachariah. <laughs> you, you always know just the way he's so smarmy about stuff that he's up to something it seems yeah it seems like he's hiding something 
Um, but this episode had a ton of humor in it, though. It was good. You know, it was fun. It was all uh, a lot of fourth wall breaking <laughs> self. Um, what's that called? Self-humiliating. Self-deprecating. Yeah, self-deprecating humor. So it was a fun episode. It was entertaining. Yeah, it was. It's a very fun episode. It lists up there as one of my favorites. Because I have, I think, over 327 episodes. When I consider my top 10, I think I'd put this as one of them. <laughs> yeah. It's called the monster at the end of the book, but then there's really no monster. Just Lilith shows up and does nothing. Right. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. Because <laughs> okay. I've watched the series to the end. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I guess there's nothing else to talk about. Do you have anything? Um, no, not really. Uh, yeah, like you said, Chuck, um, he has lasting power. We don't see him a lot, but every once in a while they throw him in there. And he is still writing. Even though his books aren't getting published, he is still writing. All right. So our Facebook group, Armchair Hunters, come on over and say hi. We got a website couple of idgits.com it has all of our episodes on it so you can listen to it and uh, share it with your friends that also are into supernatural and leave us a comment and say is it archangel or archangel yes i looked it up it is archangel but it's your arch nemesis different weird because arch nemesis is two words archangel is one word okay i don't know if that's got anything to do with why they're pronounced differently but that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Yeah, Young and Deshaw <laughs> are in ACDC. Now they're in sticks. Well, that's not what you said at first. Yeah, but that wasn't my story, and I didn't stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, also on our website, you can find out how to listen to us on all your favorite uh, podcast apps. We stream on uh, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and whatnot. So... Head on over and share episodes. That's it for me. Uh, what's tomorrow's episode? Uh, tomorrow, season four, episode 19 is entitled Jump the Shark. All right. Well, fun. That should be an interesting. <laughs> I love I love Jump the Shark episodes in TV. So. Yes, it usually means a bad thing. Yeah, this will be a fun conversation. I think. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Have a, have a good day. Bye.